podcast. I'm your host, Jeff. With me every week, my other amazing co-host, Patrick Terry. Hey, buddy. Hey. <laughs> Is this going to be doing better? <laughs> uh, so far. All right. Um, we've been experiencing technical difficulties, to say the least. Um, mainly just because we're we're trying, well... I'm trying a new setup. Uh, basically, I've converted the, quote, playroom closet into a podcast studio, or at least for the most part. It's about 85% done. We've got soundproofing up. I've got a new light fixture installed and put a shelf up. Just waiting on. Got to get some more soundproofing and a rug installed. And then uh, we're good to go, man. All right. Sounds good. So uh, about the only thing we, we, we I've been struggling with is the Wi-Fi signal uh, back in this room. Not only this room, but, uh, you know, in this area, it's kind of a, gives uh, issues as far as connectivity. And so we're uh, trial and error through this. So I apologize at a time if it sounds a little choppy. Hey man, how's it going? It's going. <laughs> uh, as we talked about before we started recording, uh, not much going on. Pretty uneventful weekend. Um, didn't really go anywhere. But um, Planet Fitness is starting to open up, so I'm debating on if I want to take a chance at doing, you know, doing that after work. But um, not sure yet. Not sure. And other than that, not much else is going on. Just uh, daily going to work, you know, staying as safe as possible in that situation. And that's pretty much it. Cool, man. Um, <clears throat> for those, or at least for here, you know, the kids are doing good. They're, you know, they're doing their thing. Uh, not much on that front, more or less. Uh, but uh, for me, uh, it, for those that were listening last week, uh, well, for one, I apologize. Apparently, it went half a week, and there was only one second for that. So uh, my apologies. That, uh, I was I wrestled, was having so many problems trying to get that yeah, last week's episode uploaded. I, I was about to throw my laptop out the window. I was having so many problems. Um, but I got it fixed, and... Um, that's why it's awesome to have a co-host that will text you and be like, hey, man, uh, there's only like one second. Uh, let me go stress and work on that. Um, yeah. So an hour later, I got it fixed. But um, Once the episode got fixed and you had a chance to listen to it, um, I talked about how uh, my grandfather was ill and, uh, you know, probably didn't have much longer. Um, so... It, uh, so last Tuesday, this past Tuesday, um, I found, uh, my mom, you know, notified me and let me know that my grandfather had passed, um, 93 years young. And I like saying years young because I've never known that man to, to look or act old ever. Um, right. He's always been young at heart and, you know, physically he's, you know, he used to go work out at the gym. I mean, we're talking uh, all the way up until probably 
September, October of last year. Yeah, it's doing two, three days a week, you know, doing elliptical and different things. So he's remained healthy, but broke his tip. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he, uh, they, uh, so he, he passed, um, it, it's been a little rough. Uh, I, I've only had one, whatever, for today. Um, as mom had posted, you know, finally, you know, one of these did the Facebook post with the, with the, um, funeral announcement and how to make arrangements, you know, the, Basically, whatever the announcement, whatever. And that's kind of, you know, just reading that kind of hit me hard. Um, but it's, you know, that was, you know, I had to go myself. I went upstairs and had a couple of minutes and everything. And collected myself, came back downstairs, and, you know, I continued on with our night. But the kids are taking it pretty well. Um, I think York was more upset. It was sad for me. It was, you know, just super sweet. Um, Grace doesn't really know. She's five, um, so she doesn't... Doesn't hit as hard, I guess. Um, but, um, but it's hit me, my brother, and, you know, my mom and my grandmother, obviously. Um, pretty hard. We're just... But we're making do. I've been... The movies I'm gonna I decided for at least for my part um, today I decided to do more of a tribute to him and talk about some of the movies that he liked. So, um, so that's um, that's I'm planning on doing. And um, you know the best thing I could probably tell people is anybody that knows me has met never met. It's essentially met him. I try to take up his best qualities. Um, after the fact, I'm just so terrible uh, with numbers, and he was amazing with numbers. Um, but personality, um, we share a lot of the same traits. Um, so yeah, let's just go do something nice for somebody. I mean. It could be something as simple as opening a door for someone or, you know, just do, do something kind, not because, not because you feel like you have to, but because you want to, so, because um, that's what he would do, and go make a bunch of dumb puns, because he was good at that, um, I've given, given him a, a run for his money, for sure, but anyways, uh, with that um I guess, uh, I guess we can get started i don't even know what you're this is going to be new to me because i don't even know what you've i have no preparation touched so this um, will be good. yeah um two movies that i found on apple tv they had a little sale going on uh one of which i was planning on seeing in the theater but um i don't know when it got released but apparently you know, it was, because it had, had a little box office return. And then another movie I had never heard of, um, which I want to talk about first, called Rafiki. Um, <clears> There's <throat> a little controversy about getting the movie released and made, uh, but it did have a, 
a May 9th, 2018 release in Cannes, and then later was a September 23rd, 2018 release in Kenya, and then it had a U.S. release April 19th of last year. Um, it's only 83 minutes long. I'm probably going to butcher some of the names, but um, the director is Wanuri Kahayu. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, it's starring Samantha Mogatia. She plays Kenna. And then Sheila Monyiba plays Ziki. Uh, the only financial information I could find was a box office of 181316 uh, So basically, it's about what it's about uh, amidst family and political pressures around LGBT rights in Kenya, a romance develops between two young women. So initially, the film was banned by the Kenya Film Classification Board due to its homosexual theme and clear intent to promote lesbianism contrary to Kenyan law. So apparently it's, you know, it's illegal for same-sex relationships and so basically because of the laws there, it led to a ban of the film and this organization claimed that anybody who was found in possession of the film would be in breach of the law in Kenya and which would be punishable to uh, 14 years of law if you're in that type of relationship. And it ban the ban raised international outrage by the supporters of the LGBT rights. And so the director sued Kenya's government to allow the film to be screened so it could become eligible as Kenya's entry for the Academy Award for Best Foreign Film at the 91st Academy Awards. Um, <clears throat> September 21st, 2018, Kenyan High Court lifted the ban allowing it to be screened in the country for seven days, therefore meeting their eligibility requirements. But even after the ban was lifted, it was shown to a sold out crowd, but it was not selected as Kenya's submission for foreign language film that year for the category. Um, <clears throat> but uh, the star follows uh, Kina and Ziki. So Kina, she lives with her mom and she helps her dad run his small convenience store while he campaigns for an upcoming election. Uh, her parents aren't together, and her mother's very religious, but since her parents have separated, you know, dad's got another woman, and apparently she's pregnant. Uh, but along the way, Kina becomes interested in a girl named Ziki, who also appears to be interested in her, and it just so happens Ziki's dad is campaigning for the same election and is run against Kina's dad. Uh, I kind of got, I guess, Romeo and Juliet vibes, only it's Juliet and Juliet. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, but it's a um, pretty similar thing, you know, because their parents are running for office together. They eventually find out about their relationship. They don't want them to be together. And it becomes like, will they succumb to the pressure or will they actually fall through and follow their feelings for each other and just do it despite that? Um, don't want to give too much away. You know, it's, it's still not a perfect movie. You know, there's some editing, some sound issues. Like, there was a couple of scenes where, I, mean, I don't know, it may have been the intent, but they were talking, but their, you know, the mouths weren't moving. Then they finally cut to a part where they were talking. So I don't know if it was just the budget issue they had for not being able to get the money right away for it or if it was intended to be how it was, but... It is beautifully shot. Shows how beautiful uh, Kenya is. 
and the soundtrack for the movie was was pretty good. Like if I if I could find the soundtrack, I'd probably be interested in picking it up. The music's pretty good, and for what it is, you know, the performances were good. Um, it's an interesting movie, but like I said, it just reminded me of Romeo and Juliet. Only it's you know two women instead of a man and a woman. But, right. But it was pretty good overall. I think I liked it. Um, so the second movie is a movie called uh, Waves uh, <clears throat> I believe I saw one I don't know if it was a trailer in the theater if I haven't watched the trailer on YouTube but it looked interesting but I'd never mm-hmm. seen it in the theater so I saw that too on Apple TV and decided to go ahead and pick it up because it had pretty good reviews Good, I've, uh, got it. I've got it to watch. I haven't watched it yet. It looked too. Yeah. It looked a little too uh, dramatic. I and I mean, it looks like it would evoke a lot of emotions, and I already had enough of that <laughs> this week. So yeah, it, it um, definitely does. I, that. I've got I, I I've got that to watch though. Yeah, as well. So. Okay. Um, yeah, it it definitely. Um, it's one of those. I mean, I guess the title waves would be more as far as the emotions that are happening in this movie. Um, had a release in November 15th of last year, 135 minutes, so it's a little over two hours. Uh, the director is Trey Edward Schultz. Couldn't find any budget information, but the box office, when it was released, it was able to bring in $2 million. Uh, starring Sterling K. Brown as Ronald. Renee Elise Goldsberry as Catherine. You have Kelvin Harris Jr. as Tyler, whom I watched in the movie Loose, which I think is pretty good. Check out also. Uh, Taylor Russell plays his sister Emily. Uh, The last movie I saw her in was uh, Escape Room, which came out at the beginning of last year. Uh, Alexia Demi plays Alexis, and Lucas Hodges plays Luke. Um... I was trying to put in my own words what the movie was about, but I just was unsuccessful. So, uh, based on IMDb, it traces the journey of a suburban family led by a well-intentioned but domineering father as they navigate love, forgiveness, and coming together in the aftermath of a loss. Um, it takes place in the suburbs of Southern Florida. Uh, so, the movie's basically two hours, 15 minutes, and a large portion of the movie follows 18-year-old Tyler, who's an athlete on his high school's wrestling team, who's constantly pushed by his father to, to be great. Uh, also, he's in a relationship that on the surface seems great, but a uh, life-changing event challenges that. And the remainder of the movie follows his sister, Emily, and their parents on how they deal with the decisions made during Tyler's portion of the story. Uh, so not to give too much away, that kind of summarizes it. But um, it's just definitely a lot of roller coaster ride for emotions that they go through. Yeah. Things, things you'll feel while watching it, and I would like a lot of things that happen I wasn't expecting. And yeah. it's yeah, it there, there there was like a particular camera style that kept showing up like it started off with um, the Tyler and his girlfriend in the car and the camera was just like in the center of the car spinning around in circles 
you know, tracking the outside and what was going on in the interior. But it was used throughout other scenes in the movie. Like sometimes it worked, sometimes it was kind of annoying, kind of dizzying, kind of takes you out. But um, it it worked in certain scenes, and some scenes are just like, okay, we could have done something different. But yeah. the overall performances for everybody was was pretty good. Um, the mother in the movie, they don't give her a lot to do, but yeah. you know she does have like an important, I guess, important place in the story. Um, but like the first, the majority of the movie does follow Tyler and everything he's going through, his decisions, and and then after that, it's just how everybody's affected by what happens with him. And yeah, it's it, it was emotional indeed, and it's worth watching. Definitely worth checking out when you get a chance to. Okay. Yeah, I've got a, um, I've got, like, I, because it was a 99-cent rental, um, so I had it ready to go, and um, I was like, oh, yeah, I've been wanting to watch this, Um, so, you know, know, about how good it is, but I remember watching the trailer going, yeah, it's a bit too emotional for me, and I was like, well, it looks like it's going to be stellar performances, you know, all this and all that, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to. I don't think I can handle that this week. Right. <laughs> it's like I don't right. think I'm just I'm not just in the mood. I can't be in the mood for that this week. I can't handle anything heavy. Um but what did I end up watching? I trying I watched the second movie but I can't remember oh, I'm halfway through a second one. That's what it is. Okay. Actually I think I'm halfway through two two movies. I'm halfway through one on Hulu and one on Netflix. Um and um I did end up watching Wild Rose, like I talked about last episode. I actually watched it as soon as I got done okay. um, recording. Um, I did enjoy it. I'll talk more about it next week, though. Um, but I did I did enjoy it. So, uh, for me... <clears throat> so, I want to kind of give some context as to why I'm picking these movies. Mm-hmm. When I was nine years old... I, uh, my dad, uh, my parents got divorced. So, my dad and, uh, my grandfather started sending us, mailing us care packages from Kansas City to Dallas. So, he would send me movies that he would record. And, uh, one of the movies, you know, and, and, uh, different things. So, one of the first movies he sent me was this old black and white movie called uh, At Screams um, in which uh, <clears throat> by these two comedians Bud Abbott and Lou Costello they were a comedy team in the vaudeville days and then um, started doing radio had a TV show and they did 52 movies I know that because I've done all 52 movies and that was one of the things my grandfather and I did together we they would show them Sunday, at, kind of like Sunday mat when they used to do like Sunday matinees mm-hmm. um, on TV. Um, my grandfather would record them, but put two two movies on VHS. He would record them on VHS and then mail them to me. Wait till you you know it'd be like once a month. I'd get like two two VHS tapes with like four movies. And then he realized they on one of the AM stations they would. Um, play old time radio so he would record them on cassette and then mail those too and for the long 
that's what I fell asleep to was listening to those cassette tapes <clears throat> and on well with old time radio just because he would also then start sending me other stuff and then um, you know I would get interested in watching the Marx Brothers movies also and because right. yeah, I, I was already at the age where Three Stooges were hilarious and the Marx Brothers are basically Three Stooges but also with a lot of dry witty humor voiced by Garacho Right. And so, uh, you know, it's, and then, you know, W.C. Fields, Edgar Bergen, and Charlie McCarthy, like all these, Fibber Dean, Molly, and then Greg Gildersleeve, like all these great vaudevillian comedic act, you know, um, people that then later got radio shows. And then some got movies. Um, so my grandfather would send me, actually have, and I'll post it on the, you know, post on our, our group page. I've got, Actually, when I went down in January um, to see, you know, to when he was in the hospital, I went down there and I was helping my mom try and clean out some stuff. And I actually found my Evan Costello VHS tape, the first one he mailed me. And uh, I ended up bringing it, yeah, I brought it back with me. So I've actually got it up on the shelf in our in our studio right now. I'm going to develop this picture. Um, but yeah, no, it, uh, so I fell in love with them because they're hilarious. Um slapstick but it's also you know the humor in it is you know in, in any of their movies they have like routines and what they'll do is they'll take the routines that they've developed either through vaudeville or on radio and they'll insert them into a movie and um so bud abbott always plays a straight man you know he, he's he plays a straight man in everything they do um, Lou's kind of the bumbling, you know, simpleton to put it in a you know, nicer kind of way. Right. Um, where he's also kind of childlike. He's got a lot, you know, he acts very childlike. So they, you know, they kind of bounce off each other. Um, very, their chemistry is very, um, is very, uh, like it's perfect. And I guess in real life, you know, Lou was the one that was kind of the more the straight man and, Bud was more the humorous one, I guess. So it's funny how when, you know, when they go on, you know, when they're, whenever they do their, their performances, how they're basically playing opposites of what, how they are in real life. Not right. saying that Lou wasn't also, um, personable. It's just that, uh, I guess he was a little more serious. So he was just, I mean, it just what makes a good actor too, I guess. Um, right. but so, uh, one of the one first movie I want to talk about is my grandfather's favorite. It's called Buck Privates. So in this film, it came out in 1941. Uh, it's an hour and 24 minutes long. So if you think about 1941, we're getting into World War II. Uh, so basically, two sidewalk salesmen enlist the army in order to avoid jail. Only to find out that their drill instructor is the police officer who tried having them imprisoned. So, basically, they were selling ties on the street, and you know they obviously didn't have a permit to do that. So they were running right. from the police and decided to go hide in this movie theater that had uh, that they were into, you know, to for people to set up like a station for people to enlist to join the military um, for the war effort. And so they uh, they stumble and they think that uh, I guess what the 
you know what what movie was playing and he said well, we're in the army now he, they're like oh he said that's a new one you know and so they, <laughs> they go in and then they said uh they hear say page and dr coldwater it's like it's like why are they saying page and dr coldwater and like, well, maybe it must be a double feature because it's back when the only one movie theater and you know only one movie played yeah so they stumble in and they get you know just they just keep thinking they're signed up for like a for a drawing for like a raffle or something and it turns out they were signing the papers to join to join the army <laughs> so um Hilarity ensues. They, you know, through various different things, and but they also have, you know, like straight, you know, other actors. Um, they have her. They have a rich guy that's, you know, that got drafted, and um, that got drafted, and you know, he's not obviously not doesn't want anything to do with it. He's basically born into money, um, so he's basically. He's expecting his dad, who I guess works in Washington, to to help get him out of to help get him out of the predict, you know, get him out of the army, essentially. So right. get unenlisted, I guess, pull some strings. So he, you know, he's like, well, I can manage a week there, you know, and um, his his chauffeur driver, you know, his driver also, you know, ends up enlisting. They all wind up in the same troop and then you know they don't really like each other they both are kind of falling for the same girl so it's Bud and Lou are there to you know they're playing sides and everything yeah this movie is really funny I mean it's I remember this one it's one of my grandfather's favorites I'm not it's not my favorite but it's one of his and the oh the Andrews sisters are also in there um a famous trio um singing trio and they would pop in Evan Costello movies from time to time. And it's a very much a propaganda, propaganda film. Um, to try and get people to enlist and want to join to serve the country. Um, and it's not, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just that's, they made a lot of these. Evan Costello made one for every branch, I think. Because it did buck privates, which was the army. Um, they did Keep Him Flying, which is another one of my grandfather's favorites, um, in which they're in the Air Force, and Lou falls for this one girl, but what he doesn't realize for the longest time is that it's a set of twins, you know, kind of into him. And yeah. the other one, she's very serious, very straight, you know, kind of type A-ish, and, you know, doesn't understand. So he's confused. Because he thinks, well, first he likes her, and then he doesn't, then she does, and then, like, got split personality. But no, it's instead of twin. Okay. Uh, but it's played by one, played by one actress, which is great, especially for that time period to have that kind of technology, uh, to be able to try and do, you know, fancy cutting and everything. Yeah. Um, but that one was the Air Force. They had, and they just had one called In the Navy. Um, I think the Marines were the only one they didn't do. Um, but they did Buck Privates, and then they did one after the war ended called Buck Privates Come Home, which is essentially a sequel to this one, um, in which now they, you know, they're back. Now they have to try and find real jobs and kind of get back on their feet, and they end up taking in an orphan. And it's actually pretty interesting. It's a different, it's probably, I mean, for a comedy, it's one for, for them having a comedy um it's probably one of the more serious 
use the word serious kind of loosely, but it, it addresses social issues, I guess, in yeah. the form of, you know, what happens when these soldiers come home. So it's very interesting. Um, but yeah, no, this one's really funny. There's some great bits in there. Um, I actually just watched this yesterday um, to kind of get ready because I hadn't seen it in a while. And um, some of the songs you're just like, wow, this is just so, such propaganda. You know, a lot of propaganda music is just like, yeah. uh, uh, you're lucky one, Mr. Smith, about being to go fight a war. It's just, wow. It's interesting. I mean, it's just, just interesting how the, the trying to pump up people for patriotism and to go serve a country by sacrificing your life. And then just, it's just interesting. I just, it's, I always find it fascinating um, in these type of movies to watch that stuff. Um, um, so yeah, that one's Buck Privates. Um, okay. Keep them flying. It's the second one, but I kind of mostly talked about that and, um, they befriend a guy that joins the Air Force and he kind of you know he's the rogue guy that doesn't like following the rules and he he was a stunt you know stunt airplane guy uh, where basically whatever whenever you would go to the carnival or or air shows and stuff the, he was the guy that would do stunts and stuff like that in the air okay. so, um, but now he's in the Air Force and he's having to do he's having to be less of that guy and more of a guy that follows rules and everything so it was uh yeah but it was great um that one's a lot of fun and then my favorite um my one of my favorite movies is Edmund Costello meet the killer comma Boris Karloff so mm-hmm. Boris Karloff for people that don't know played in a bunch of movies uh, in the during this time period um he, he played the mummy he's the the original he's known as the man with a thousand faces because he you know basically before motion capture and you one or two actors that did vocab he's kind of the guy that you would that would didn't you know would play the villain that had a lot of makeup on or you know had to go under some sort of prosthetic uh yeah he uh Oh, I'm trying to pull it up. Uh, so, Evan Costello's Killer is my favorite. It's my favorite because I, it's so rewatchable for me, and I absolutely. Um, it's a whodunit movie. I mean, it's, you're trying to figure out who. Uh, there's a murder at the Lost Caverns Hotel, and you're having to figure out. Um, who committed the murder? So they think that uh, that Lou did it because he plays a bellhop. This famous lawyer, uh, this this famous lawyer comes, you know, cancels uh, cancels a court date or a court hearing or something like that, and to come be at this hotel where he meets these other people that he is represented. And apparently, there's some blackmail going on. Um, Lou plays Freddie Phillips, who uh, is the bellhop? He ends up accidentally smashing his, smashing this lawyer's glasses whenever he's uh, with his umbrella on accident, because he's, you know, he's a klutz. 
Right. You know, he drops his drop the lawyer's golf club and you know, just whatever could go wrong was going wrong at that moment. So he ends up getting fired. You know, the lawyer has him get uh, fired. And then uh, the lawyer got fired. And so, you know, make stupid threats like, you know, every dog has his day and I'm going to get mine. I'm going to make you pay for this. And then it makes a dog noise. And then he trips over the golf clubs like immediately after. I mean, he's too stupid. You know, he's too stupid. You know, he's, and so he then goes to apologize. Wait, where he goes to apologize. He goes to the to the lawyer's room and goes in there to apologize um, about what he did. And he's kind of hoping that the lawyer will go back and talk to the to the hotel manager. And so he can try and get his job back. The only problem is he's like, he's like, you know, I'd really appreciate that. Pats him on the shoulder. And then the guy fall, the lawyer falls over because he's dead. And so he's, he then has to kind of help figure out like, uh, so he starts running to try and find, uh, try and find Bud Epp who plays the hotel detective because for him, so they had hotel detectives instead of like security and whatever. Yeah. And uh, oh, by the way, this movie came out in 1949. It's an hour and 24 minutes long. Um, and uh, they, uh, so you know, they go find the body. You know, they show the yeah, they show the body. You know, they see the body and and the hotel manager and then they call the po- you know they call the police. And to try and help, uh, to help uh, figure out basically the case. And, and in doing so, they interview like six people, the six people that were brought in to to see the the lawyer because they're all suspects. And Boris Karloff plays, uh, he plays a swami, so he has the the turban and everything. And there's a great bit where. He's trying to uh, where he shows up in in Freddie's room and is trying to get him to commit suicide. So he you know try and puts him in like a trance to where he wakes up and tries to hang himself. And so he pulls the loose out of the ceiling, like the like parts of the ceiling come down on him. Right. So that didn't work. Um, then he's like uh, he says. Maybe would you, you know, he, he says, uh, do you, he asks him if he has a gun in his room. And then he's like, yeah, he says, go get it. So he gets the gun. He says, now use it. And it turns out it's a, uh, it's a gun for like, a to spray plants, um, like the old metal ones that you had to pump and it yeah. shoots out like a powder. And he's like, oh no, he's like, uh, um, he said, uh, maybe you'd like to choose your own way to die. He's like, yeah. And he kind of nodded yes. He's like, tell me, how would you like to die? He goes, old age. Or <laughs> just always kind of like, how would you like to die? Old age. And uh, it's really funny. And, and it's just stuff like that. He says, uh, remarkable. Even, even uh, under hypnosis, the the will of an idiot to cling to life. I just thought that that's pretty funny. Um but it's great because I love, you know, you even, I mean, I've seen this movie easily a hundred plus times and that's not even, 
I mean, that's probably a small number. It's just, I, I mean, I've had three years of watching these, you know, watching these movies. Right. And so I've seen a lot of them a number of times. There's some I just don't like as much. Um, but it, uh, yeah, that one I just rewatched. And there actually is another movie similar to this called Who Done It, where they're at a radio station and someone dies and they have to, they pretend to be detectives. And uh, so they could try and get their own radio show. Because uh, they if they can help solve the murder, they, maybe they'll give them their own radio program or something like that. And that one's a lot of fun, too. These are just great. And, you know, these shows, they're definitely for kids. I mean, these are all funny. Movies, yeah. a lot of slapstick. It's a lot of, and I just, you know, for all ages, the younger kids are looking for the slapstick, like Three Stooges type stuff. Um, older kids will like it because they'll start catching on you know, how witty um, a lot of the jokes and how smart a lot of the jokes are. And then adults will like it because it's just, you know, fun. You know, it's just fun movies. Um, that's kind of my, some you know, some of my favorites. I don't want to, I guess, talk about it too much. And then lastly, my grandfather loved the Marx Brothers. And one of his favorite movies was one of my favorite movies, too. He loved Duck Soup, which I think I've briefly talked about before. It's, I think, a, um, it could be could be done as a stage play. I would absolutely love to see it done that way. I would love to see an updated version of Duck Soup, you know, especially because it's so relevant with today's climate. Um, uh, I think it's uh, very poignant, and I think it would be fun. Or it, it'd be, it's a fun watch. And there's a lot of singing. Marks is his his little snarky comment, you know, to people are just they're so quick and so on point. It's just crazy timing, and it's just awesome. Um, I definitely highly recommend those. Um, and that's really all I've got. Um, because like I said, I want to I'll talk about Wild Rose next week. Um. And I'll have something else. All right, you know, I actually watched uh, Just Cause. On, I guess I can go ahead and get my two cents in on that. Um, but uh, so I watched Just Cause on Apple TV because they have it. They have it, and um, sorry, not it the movie. They have that <laughs> as well as several other movies that are uh, for at least a limited time. They are showing for free. Um, you mean just, just mercy, I, right? I always put it on a. What? Did just I say, mercy. You said just call. Yeah. Oh, okay. it's the Sean Connery movie, and uh, Warren Fishburne. Which is, I mean, that's a good movie for its time. Sorry, I meant just mercy. Thank okay. you. See, this is why. Again, this is why you have an awesome co-host that'll help correct you. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Just Mercy with uh, Michael B. Jordan, who I wanted to watch. I just never, I just never got around to doing it in theater. Yeah. It was great. Um, and now, uh, him. I thought Brie was a little underused, um, even though it's not her story. But for as well, she was kind of in it. I kind of felt they could have got somebody else to do her role. Yeah, they could have put anybody else there and. It would have been the same. <laughs> yeah. It, but I, I mean, I'm not against it because I love Brie Larson, but I just, I just felt her role was a little underused. Um, yeah. Michael B. Jordan, 
awesome. I think honestly, if he's I I you know, I think he's gonna be the next Denzel, pretty much. Like his range and roles is like just on point. Like I he's just he just has that I don't know. He could play dramas, like he can act his heart out on dramas. And you know, the only thing he can't do is be the human torch. <laughs> Not by his fault, but you know, just is what it is. And he can do superhero movies, but you know, he's just awesome. I mean, he's just great. like I just, I mean, I absolutely love him. Pretty much after I saw Creed, I was like, man, this dude's gonna be something. And, yeah. and he'd already been in a couple of movies. It's just, you know, he'd already been in Fruitvale Station at that point. I just hadn't. I just forgot that that's who. But yeah, yeah, he is. He is amazing. Uh, if you haven't seen this movie, please take take two hours of your life and watch this movie. It's not even two hours, but take two hours of your life watch this movie. Jamie Fox was good, but I don't think it was as good as Michael Jordan. I just I, he just he was such a standout, and he was right. so good in this movie. Uh, you've already talked. Yeah, you've already talked about this movie. Yeah. Um, so if you. So if you haven't seen Song yet, it's also once free, as well as Brian Mays, which I may end up watching. Uh, and uh, Ali, the uh, Will Smith, Ali, with, with directed by one of my favorite directors, Michael Mann, um, who directed The Insider, in my, the Miami Vice movie. Um, yeah. If you haven't watched Ali, I, I mean, I'm not even a Ali, Muhammad Ali fan, and I'm not super big on Will Smith. I thought Will Smith was amazing. I thought the directing was amazing. Uh, yeah. Well, watch this movie, especially for free. Yeah. Um, I see Life of Bees, as well as Antoine Fisher, which I don't think I've watched. Um, but all those are free right now. Um, please take time and watch one if not you know more of those movies um yeah it's definitely relevant definitely um important to watch um but yeah uh <clears throat> so uh i guess you know we've i've only got one trailer and that's uh not for adults it's going to be for your kids it's the secret society of second born royals it's a disney movie I'm glad we did this. I'm glad we recorded this during the day, man. Because yeah. uh, if I'd had a glass of wine in or two and trying to pronounce Secret Society of Second Born Royals, it would have gone hell wrong. <laughs> that's like almost three S's in a row. That's that's terrible. It's yeah. bad enough uh, Ruth got me doing. I, I'm never going to let Ruth let me order a Bojangles again. I'm going to make her do it from now on. Because some of those names for things are tongue twisters. Oh my god, I hate you right now. I'm not going to do this anymore. You're in yeah. charge of order. She goes, I didn't really even want them. I just kind of wanted to see how you would say them. I was like, wow. Hey, you was up. it the, the berry biscuit, bow berry biscuits, something like that? That's what they are, I think. They're, they're blueberry biscuits, but they're, you know, to put the Bojangles name in front of bowberry biscuits. Yeah. She's like, I didn't think you'd be able to say it right. I was like, ha ha ha. <laughs> so, um, I don't know how we were covering 
how you're doing on um, online suggestions for Netflix, uh, things to watch for our watch party. I found a couple I might post up to kind of get a feel. Because, you know, Netflix, you know, that one movie we talked about the trailer dropped, um, that I think might be ridiculous enough to watch. Um, what's, oh, what's it called? What's it called? Oh, The Last American Crime. I'm going to watch it first to see if I want to actually recommend it. Um, I think I found one or two. Goal to find something that's so bad it's, you know, worth making. Of. Yeah, but what was the title again? The, the, during the title, you broke up a little. Uh, okay. The last days of America. Okay. So, uh, I want to see if it's worth. Uh, whew, maybe not. It's two and a half hours. I want to find something. I might. We might want to find something shorter. Um, <laughs> but that, that Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston um, comedy that's on Netflix. I watched a trailer for it. That might be some murder worth making fun of. Yeah, I think that's okay. I think that's the name of it. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I found a couple on Hulu. I think we could do, and one or two on Prime. But I know not everybody has all those things, so. Um, so we'll um, we're still looking for suggestions, so please let us know. Um, yeah, just to walk, walk fun of, enjoy, have your drink, all that fun stuff. Um, and then uh, we'll get back to you soon with a date on when we're going to do that. So, um, yeah, man, see, that's all I got. It's kind of a short episode this week. Yeah. Yeah, I was only able to squeeze out two movies. Let's see what I can do this week. <laughs> yeah. I squeezed out some, but, you know, I, I kind of wanted to do this, um, you know, kind of for somebody that did so much for me. I figured the least I could do is, at least right now, the least I could do is talk about some of the stuff he watched, you know, that helped kind of shape my comedy and my sense of humor. Um, yeah. And so this is kind of uh my way to kind of uh do that so and yeah next week we'll get back into it um i think there was one on oh that movie becky you posted the trailer for yeah that's actually on itunes i saw um i don't know if i want to rent it though uh curious as to what's coming out right um next week uh Let's see here. It might already be available. The true history of the Kelly gang I might watch. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, end of sentence with uh, John Hawks and Logan Lorimer. Logan Lurden. Yeah, I can never pronounce it. Um, So we'll see. Um, But yeah, we'll find something. You know, can always find something. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, some different things out. I just, there's just a lot of stuff I'm not really, in the, you know, excited about, I guess, to want to watch. So, but we'll see. Um, 
you know, if I guess for suggestions, um, because actually, um, June is Pride Month, um, so if you're looking for something to watch, um, I can recommend Call Me By Your Name, a fantastic movie that was nominated two years ago for the Academy Awards I went and saw in theater. Really well done. Army Hammer, T- Timothy Chalamet, Michael Stolberg, who has a beautiful speech towards the end of the movie that I absolutely loved. Um, it's good. The music's beautiful. I mean, it's just a beautiful movie. Um, Rocketman, a big one. Um, with uh, Taron Edgerton. That was one. I probably will watch it here again soon because that's on Prime, so right? I think so. Yeah. Um, and then um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. It's on Hulu, which I watched um, and thought was really good. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of what else we go. Oh, uh, the half of it that I just watched on Netflix. That was super cute. That would be a good one too. Uh, um, a teen rom com type of movie. Not really comedy, but romantic movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would recommend that. One. So. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, I guess that's it for this week. Well, yeah, anything else, buddy? Um, no, that's about it. Okay. Well, we appreciate everybody listening, and um, we'll definitely be back next week, and we may have a guest. We'll see. Yeah, a virtual guest, <laughs> a virtual <laughs> guest, if you will. Um, either next week or at least in a couple of weeks trying to get the planning out for that one so i guess until then i'm your host jeff hall and my other host patrick terry and we'll talk to you guys next week later time